0: Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Yen. So it, it's been a month since I uploaded the previous episode. And the reason for that is just that I, I'm super lazy. Um, so I have no other excuses. All right, now that's been gotten out of the way. I should say that if you're new to this podcast, this is just my personal journal being put on the internet and uh, you're not going to hear any analysis of the current news or anything really interesting going on in the world it's just me uh, talking about my life being alone and living alone <laughs> all right um, but if you're interested I would recommend maybe two or three episodes just to see what this podcast is podcast is about the first one to recommend is, of course, the very first episode on the iPad. Um, and I don't think I need to explain that. It's just something that was going on in my mind that time, and that prompted the whole podcast uh, project. Um, the second episode I would recommend is the one on the Advice Genie. I like the episode because I was talking a lot more about my personal life and um, it was recorded after some something a little bit traumatic happened in my life, and I came up with this concept of the advice genie. And uh, yeah, it helped me a lot. Uh, so um, the last episode I would recommend, if you're new, is the one that was episode 51, the one on life being inherently romantic. And that's also because it was recorded during... Something that's quite exciting, basically, um, I was debating whether or not I should take an opportunity to explore something that was new to me, and it was sort of a big adventure if I accepted it um, I ended up not accepting the opportunity uh, it's kind of predictable knowing who I am, how conservative I 'm usually I usually am, and um, also just. I was I was actually thinking about it. I was thinking that I should just change um my decision making pattern for once and maybe that would do some good. But I was I talked to a few friends. They said that it simply cost costed too much. Costed it simply cost too much and it's not worth it. And I was like, yeah, they're right. And I actually also asked online about this and um, you know, when I ask questions online, and I do that often, it's not really because I want to know what uh, what people are saying. It's just the process of writing the problem out itself is pretty therapeutic. And in writing out the problem, you sort of know where your train of thought is going. And when you're reading the comments um, from strangers, you can sort of see which one has the best... Like which one vibes with you the most, and so you know uh, that was uh, that was that was a topic that a lot of people commented on, and there's just like a vast um, array of or a vast spectrum of answers where there's like this huge extreme of of yes just do it, and then there's another extreme of how. Like, what's the worst scenario that would happen? And, you know, if you accepted this opportunity, you might lose this and that. And I was just like going through all the comments. Eventually, I found one that was closest to my own feeling, and he or she wrote it out pretty well. So I knew then that, oh, that's what I was thinking. Namely, I, I, um, like, rationally looking at this problem or this opportunity, it was it was just too expensive and you wouldn't know if it's a good investment. So I'm not really specific with what opportunity it was. Maybe I could just use an analogy here. It's sort of like... Mm, Finding out that there's this new master's degree program, and uh, that some that's never been studied before. It's not, uh, you know, masters of of um, on statistics or chemistry or some subject that you've known about for ages. It's something new, all right. And um, it costs a lot, and you don't know if there is. Um, if it's going to change your life in a very positive way, uh, you know that you're going to meet people there. You go, you know that you're going to meet maybe like-minded people. And being maybe another country is in itself life altering, but the program itself, you're not so sure, and the tuition is high. So it's sort of like that opportunity, uh, except that I kind of have to make a decision pretty quickly, um, unlike a master's degree. So that was that, and I decided not to go for it. And uh, here I am. So I'm the same old conservative mind (laughs) that I am. And um, so that's that. Now, I suppose I started this. This is a good segue to to the topic today, which is something that people rarely talk about in the public and um, and has been made obscure deliberately, I think, which is money (laughs) and Um, That's something I sort of want to explore today. And um, the reason is pretty clear. It's just something that's always on my mind. You know, when I decided to not go for that romantic thing or the adventurous thing, the biggest uh, reason for that was it cost too much. And so I was just thinking that maybe we should talk about this. You know, we should talk about how of course, money is a big part of our lives, but how people are not exactly transparent about this. And I'm going to start with my own example. First of all, basically, <laughs> I don't know even I don't even know how to start. Yeah, so I've always had this debate about whether or not to discuss your salary with your with your coworkers. And um, in my previous job. Um, it was the first time that I got asked by a coworker. We were both new to the company, and we uh you know we were at orientation together. We sat beside each other and um and then she was she was like ten years older than me, and our rules in the company were uh quite different, so I would say that we probably definitely had different salaries and after orientation she just came up to me and she was like we should just talk about the contract and our terms and um the salary and this is this was the first time anyone would uh said that to me so I didn't know how to react and being the nice and kind person that I am (laughs) which is a nice way of saying that I don't have any independent way of judging things I just said yeah of course um and then she started, she told me that this was her salary, this was her terms, and uh, that's what she was required to do in her rule, and this is what her contract looks like. She didn't show me the the contract, but she talked about the terms, and she was trying to see if I had the same terms, like the more general company rules, if they were the same. I thought that makes sense. But um, I actually had quite a higher salary than, than hers, and... I was really reluctant about telling her the true number. Um, and, I, and I don't know why, you know. She, I don't know if, first of all, I, I, I suppose she was being truthful because she started this thing. And um, maybe she wasn't being truthful to start with, but I believed her. And I remember that in that moment when she asked me, um, I just gave her a range of numbers. Um, I, I said, oh, it's between these two numbers. So I wasn't lying, but I didn't tell her the exact number. And um because her husband also worked there, so she also told me about her husband's salary. Um and his was higher than mine. So, you know, in a way I feel like all oh, right, it's not just me and her and I'm just telling her outright that I'm earning more than her because she and her husband are Presumably, presumably using their money together, so on average they ha- they they were earning the same as me. But you know, ever since that episode, I've been thinking about this, and I I don't think I regretted telling her that because. Uh, after a few years, um, time proved that it was a right thing to do. That we shared that, and it was a bonding moment because, apart from the salary, we also went through the company's policies together. We talked about, you know, what didn't make sense and how we should go about, you know, asking our boss about changing things. And so the salary was a start. It was an opener. It was a really really blunt opener, but it was a. a Something that we that created some sort of trust between us, and I thought it was kind of interesting. But I also thought, yeah, why is it that it's not exactly a practice um, in in uh, in working life, and how that some companies explicitly uh, say that you're not supposed to, talk to disclose your your salary and your terms to your coworkers, right? And of course, it's for the company's benefit because then you wouldn't see how maybe you've been paid too little compared to this coworker considering that you're doing the same things right and also it's probably just not good for the company um but you know i don't have any time for for the company and the boss i th- i suppose just uh, from my point of view after that episode of sharing my sharing our salaries uh, the numbers of our salaries to each other. I feel like um, I had a friend, you know, I had a, I had someone who was, you know, we we were on the same side, really. It's not me against her. It shouldn't be me against her. It should be us against the company. If there's someone has to be the opposite on the opposite side, it wouldn't be between us, right? It would be between us and the company. So it was pro- it's probably wise for the workers to um unite <laughs> and to be very transparent. That's what I think uh initially you know I, I was thinking, yeah, this is the right thing to do. We should just share what contract you know the details of our contract and what kind of privileges we're we're all getting and who's missing something from their terms and I just think that it benefits everyone that's what I thought initially um. But then, you know, money is just everywhere in our lives and once you know the the salary of the other person, for example, it's kind of tricky. I feel like I don't know. Once you once you know what the other person is earning, in a way it's difficult to not put a label on the person. Like this is It's not exactly a price tag of a person, I wouldn't say that, but it was just the number sometimes occasionally it would appear in the back of your mind and think that oh they're earning this much and and you're not or something like that and in a way if they're earning much more than you i feel like that hurts a lot more of course it's not going to happen when you interact with them day to day but occasionally when you're discussing more serious matters or if you talk about your life plans you might think that look you know it seems like um, you're actually not doing more than I, I am, you're not exactly more qualified than I am, and yet I know that you're earning more than I am. So I don't understand why you're having all these problems that you claim to be problems. Occasionally, you know, if you're know, you in a bad mood that could appear if you knew the salary of the other person. So that's one of the drawbacks of, of this transparency. Um, it's that you could become irrational or emotional about the number and you would forget for um that moment in that moment that he wasn't the one who came up with the number it was the company so in a way that you know they they have still have all the rights to feel down to feel like they um could earn a little bit more that's that is separate from what they're actually earning because it's the company that decides that they're earning more than you you are um, and it's just not rational to to put your envy you know on that other person. It should just be it's just not rational to to envy the other person in that way um, because they weren't the one who came up with this number if that makes sense. I mean for example if if they were just born prettier than you are and you envy their their beauty. Um, it's kind of the same thing, right? They still have the right to to feel ugly, even though maybe objectively they're prettier than you, but it's not them who decided uh, what they would look like or that they would actually be prettier than you. I don't know. Okay, it's a weird analogy, but the point is just that, um, yeah, so the transparency could blind us from um, what's actually important, which is that in the end, the... Um, co-workers the workers should be on the same side and it shouldn't the transparency shouldn't become a um like a factor to your you know feeling emotional or feeling that oh in a way you are earning more than i am so what right do you have to complain about this and that right so that's one of the dangers of being transparent about salaries, and I couldn't really wrap my head around that. I think that's a drawback, but I think ultimately we should just be transparent um, despite what the company's uh, contract um, said. So that's my view on that, and that took a um, surprisingly long time to to divulge. <laughs> Is that a word? Anyway, um, but... What I've been thinking about really is the value of money, not just you know, salary and how that relates to a person's worth in the marketplace. It's just that what money can actually do to us and why is it that it's such a, generally speaking, secretive thing in people's lives. Um, of course, one of them is the price tag factor I talked about, which is that it's so easy to just equate a person's worth to their salary and to their job and to how much they're earning, right? Um, and that is so wrong because, first of all, everyone's supposed to worth the same. But even if we consider the, the you know, even if we try to equate a person's worth with their, when we're talking about their net worth or something like that, it's not just their salary. It's like a bunch of other assets they may have, and these are not exactly cash. Now, That's something I have never really thought about until recently, whether or not the assets that are not cash really matter. (laughs) So um, I'm no expert on this and I do not own, I don't have that much money or assets or just properties in general. But uh, for the first time in my life, I realized how important it is to have a basic understanding of how you could finance. And what happened was I was trying to apply to to a visa and uh, you need to have proof of funds. And I didn't know that there are certain restrictions to the proof of funds. I thought, you know, know, I got this account. I've got, I saved some money here and there. I should be fine. I'm well above that number. I have well like, much more money than the lowest requirement, so I should be okay, until I tried to go to the office and apply for the visa, and then they told me, they checked my documents, and they were, they were like, look, this money, this account doesn't work, and I was so surprised, because it's, um, it's, uh, it's just a bank account, um, until I realized that, there are many different kinds of bank accounts. And uh, I, um, you know, I just, because my personal habit is I don't keep too much money in my um, savings account or my, like, the account I'm us- I'm just using right now that I could access any time. I try to um, move my money to my, um, like, deposit or rather a um, term deposit. So... Uh, it means that you could only access the money after after it matures, after maybe three months or six months or 12 months. And that's simply because I don't trust myself. So if there's money that I could access anytime, I might just spend it all. So I just put it in the, in the account. Uh, I used to think that that kind of account is the savings account until very recently when I got rejected or I didn't submit my application for Visa um, because they pointed out that it should be in a money it should be money in a savings account. Then I realized that just how many kinds of accounts there are and how complicated it all is, but then the essential question boils down to do you have enough cash on you? And that's the an interesting thing, where This is the first time I realized that maybe cash is king, where um, it doesn't really matter how much property or uh, how how much, I don't know, stock or anything else you have. Um, For the purpose of living, it's the cash that matters. It's something that you can withdraw from ATM that really counts as yours in a way. At least that's my um, temporary belief on this matter. And... Then I started thinking about the meaning of of cash and and how we use it. Uh, You know, when I was younger, when I didn't have credit cards, I definitely had the paper cash that we we were referring to most of the time. But then once I had the credit card, I realized that, it's just easier to use the credit card because you would get the statement and you would see how much you're spending in each category and sort of you could keep track a lot easier. Um then the problem becomes whether or not money that is tracked or untracked is more useful for life. <laughs> so um you know if you start to Working a company and you have to deal with money in any way, um, it quickly becomes clear that money that is not accounted for, namely the real paper cash, is really the best way to you know best thing to have because precisely because it 's not accounted for, and um, no one really knows how you 're spending your money, how you 're living your life if you're just using pure cash, right? They would have a rough idea of how much you're spending per month or something, but they wouldn't know what you're spending it for, and they wouldn't know uh, just how you're pretty much planning your whole life. And why is this important, or why is this secrecy a good thing, or privacy a good thing? I think it's because that um, people don't want to feel that they're the ones working the hardest. And um, I should try to explain this a little bit. You know, we never know what our friends, how much money our friends have. We, we may have a rough idea. We may think that you know they're doing this, they're, they're uh, working at a bank, or they are working as this or that. So we may have a rough idea of how much salary they have, but we can never know exactly how much they're making. And it's not even about how much they're making, it's about how much they're saving, right? And um, so in that sense, I think the secrecy around money is what makes social interaction even possible. Because, like I said, once the number is out, for example, you know how much your friend is making and you know how much they're spending. So you know how much they're actually saving and how much power they basically have. When it's so clear and uh, nothing can be hidden, in a way... I feel like the interaction would definitely be tainted no matter how close you are so for example I don't even know how much money my parents make and they don't know how much they make uh, I make they oh they always underestimate how much I'm making and how much I'm saving and um, it's just like a funny gap where they keep um, suggesting that I go for this scholarship or, or I go for this extra fund if possible but they didn't they just don't know that i'm not even qualified because i make above that um threshold. So so and yet i feel that that's fine that they make this kind of assumption about me because um in a way, you know, uh, the very like the the money that the other person is holding Affects greatly how you're gonna interact with them, and I feel like it's okay for my um for my parents to feel that I'm making a lot less than I actually am, because I understand that that gives them a certain, actually a certain sense of security, knowing that they still have more power over me, or that they that I'm not completely free, or I'm still shackled by my limits of funds or something like that, and that they are. Always, you know, they always have more power with me, they always have the resource, and I would potentially one day might, you know, look uh, for help from them. So I never told them exactly that they were wrong, I never told them anything um, for that reason. Not to, not to, you know, of course, I want to let them know that I'm actually living better than they thought, but in a sense, I kept that to myself because it's there's nothing to lose you know for them to 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 have that imaginary power in their mind thinking that i am quite poor and everything so um that's just my selfish uh, bits but it's the same thing right when you're interacting with your friends and um you yes, if you live in the same society and if you have the pretty- pretty much the same kind of background uh growing up you went to the same schools and you studied the same thing even you sort of can gauge how much money they're making um, just by looking at their job, but you have to remember that everyone has a different background and you never know how much their whole family is making, you never know how much money they secretly have maybe as a property their parents bought for them or something like that, so it's never, the salary is never just, it's just the surface, right? And, um, and, of course, how much people are, are using, spending, actually matters as well. So, yes, they could be making a lot, but if they spend a lot, they don't actually have that extra power to, to buy their own time or mobility. And uh, I think that's the real power, and that's something I do want to just put out there and discuss, maybe. So I was thinking about, because I was trying to plan my next st- stage in life because I know that I'm not going to continue with this company and I need to have a break. And, of course, you need to have something to sustain yourself. And I, when I was doing the calculations and when I was going the accounting, um, I was do- when I was doing the accounting, I was thinking exactly what uh, money means in this context. And I realized that, maybe I realized this too late, but I realized then that... Um, maybe money isn't about buying stuff it's not about um it's not even having power over someone else i think if there's one thing money is equate it could be equated to that's not time i think it's mobility and um the simplest thing that could change your life I think is the change of location the physical location you are at and that would definitely involve either a vehicle or a ticket or something like that and that's something that that's I think that's a true power of money if you want me to boil it down to one thing um because most of the things most of the properties that you can buy with money could be replaced you could resell them and I think I mentioned in another episode that I feel like we're just renting most of our stuff in that we own so far I mean everything you own could be pretty much resold if you have the time to do that but someone else could be using it and it could be it could stay on Earth forever, potentially, if it's made of plastic or something. But you know what I mean. But, and time is a different issue. I think time has a whole other dimension that cannot be equated with money. Of course, money could buy you time, but not really directly. And uh, after all, we still have the same time on Earth. But what's going to change the perspective? Uh, per- perception on time or how the time feels, how long it feels to do something, is the mobility, I think. Um, For example, we're talking about uh, buying train tickets versus buying plane tickets. Of course, that's going to shorten your journey and all that. But I think it's also about just the true power of cash, which is just that you could just bring it anywhere um, and you could use it anytime you want. And I think that is the very power of cash. And that's why that's why cash is king, I think. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just rambling. But um, that's just some things I've been thinking about. And that's one I think that ultimately it's okay and it's after i i feel like we should all share our salaries with our friends because it's not gonna really reveal your true power it's not gonna be the actual price tag of your net worth um it's just part of your earning power but uh how much cash you have doesn't is not Necessarily related to the salary you're having, you could have a lot more cash if you save more. Save more um, for example, so I feel like ultimately I'm still with my coworker or ex coworker that we should just be transparent about this, and I think it goes for not just for the um, money and the salary, but also for working conditions because. That's not the only thing that defines you as the, uh, as an employee at work, right? Even if you know everything about the work conditions on the contract, it's not going to change. There's a certain aesthetics or a certain style that they use when they're working that's not uh, explicitly stated in the contract, right? So, um... So you still have power outside of what's being stated. So why not just share um, what's on the contract so at least the basic things we can be sure that we're on the same page, right? Um, So it's a big, huge rambling thing, but it's just that I feel like, um, yes, people do have a reason to be secretive about money, but there's just so many aspects that would count towards your monetary power that it's a right to share a few things such as your salary with your coworkers, for example. So that's just my current take on this thing and uh, also that I think it's absolutely um, not good that students were never taught how to finance when they're at school and perhaps it's because society thinks it's really sensitive to do that but I think Everyone should have a a basic idea of how to finance. And that's something I'm still working on today. And I don't even know where to start. I'm going to start with some history of economics or something like that. On economics. (laughs) And um, maybe I'll read a little bit on the bank conditions and terms. And I don't even know where to start. But I got to (laughs) start somewhere. And I think yeah so that's all i want to say about this topic i don't have a lot of money so i can't say too much but um if i have any interesting finding from things i'm reading currently maybe i could share with you in the future all right so this is kind of boor- big, a big boring um episode and i'm not an expert on this thing and um It's just that I do, my only stance is that we should be more transparent about some parts of our monetary power because it's just composed of so many things and you won't lose anything by telling them, right? And uh, it's totally irrational for them to be emotional about sort of your inequality because um, in many ways you didn't choose to, to be that to be that especially with regards to your salary and things that are completely determined by a, a third party right um so yeah anyway um it's been a tiring month even though i'm, I'm unemployed because there's just so many things you want to do when you're unemployed and just i'm just so lost and i do have to say that it is getting colder and colder and I um i might feel a lot more lonelier so i might record a lot more who knows yeah so things are changing um even though they seem that it seems like uh, they're not really going anywhere but i'll let you know if anything interesting happens despite being such a conservative conservative soul (laughs) i don't know what i'm talking about anyway i have to get this episode out and i'll keep you updated Um, so yeah, thank you for listening and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.